G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. And The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. It is fantastic to be back. Welcome to Without Bias. Right around Australia, it's all with thanks to The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. You can stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Things are starting to get back to normal. From an international standpoint, not yet. We'll have to wait until 2021 for that. But local bowling greens around the country are starting to see punters back out there, both competitive bowlers, barefoot bowlers, and a whole lot more. So it's a good time to be back, and it's a very, very good time to welcome one of Australia's finest, Barry Lester, who has joined me back as a co-host. Baz, it gives me an enormous amount of pleasure to say that. Good evening. Yeah, thanks very much, Jack. Yeah, it's um, always been a, I guess it has a special part of me uh, without bias, considering we, we did it so many years ago, got it off the ground, and it's um, it's really gone worldwide, the fact that people have been able to download on the podcast and and um, go back and listen to many episodes that we've put together. So it's great to be back, mate. We're going to talk to Brett Hughes a little bit later on. He's a regional bowls manager for Greater Sydney. But tell us what you've been doing today, first and foremost. We had the Melbourne Cup earlier in the day. We can still hear a bit of music in the in the background. What's your day look like? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I had the pleasure of emceeing our, our sort of Melbourne Cup carnival uh, here today. We, we start off about 11 o'clock. Um, we've had fashions of the field. We've given out prizes. We've had sweeps. We've had a, um, a mobile um, cocktail company come in and, and, <laughs> and do heaps of different cocktails. Um, so it's, we've got a really good, um, really good group here enjoying some really good food. We had different um, platters available. So it's been a great day. And Barefoot Bowls has been a winner as well. Plenty of people out barefoot bowling as well as trying to pick a winner. I spoke about, um, about the fact that Bowls is back. Um, obviously in Queensland, where, where you're based now, it's been back for a little bit longer than, than what it has in Victoria and other parts of the country. How have you found it? How, how have bowlers found it of all levels getting back out on the green? Yeah, well, back in July when Pennant was meant to start, we, we all sort of got together and um, decided it's probably not best, especially with some of the, the, the uh, teams that play in the Queensland Pennant on the other side of the border. We speak of sort of South Tweed and Tweed Heads, so that didn't go ahead, but State championships have just concluded, and myself, I went up to Cairns over the last four or five days and played an event where they broke up the state into south and north, and both teams played against each other. But yeah, there's been enough bowls for people to, to sort of stay active, and and it wasn't a, a case of that we wanted it all straight away. Everyone was very conscious of going back and playing bowls in, in the new environment. We're very conscious of sanitising all our equipment and keeping our social distance, and yeah, we're definitely not taking it for granted at any stage. Now, I follow along, obviously, all of your social media, um, and there's always something happening on your Instagram, which I love, but you've been in far north Queensland. What's been going on there? What have you been up to? Yeah, so my first flight was a bit uh, different uh, last <laughs> Thursday. So, yeah, yeah how was Brisbane. that? My first flight since February. Um, so that was it was interesting. So, yeah, wore the mask. Uh, yeah, it was great to see everything heavily sanitised, and it was, yeah, it was different and new, but... Uh, it was good to get up on up, up into Cairns. I'd never been that far north before, and it is 
highly recommended. We we had the Gold Coast Suns boys come and play a bit of barefoot a few weeks ago, and they said that they were they were the same. They were actually excited to get out, see a bit more of Australia, get up to Darwin and, and Port Douglas, etc. So, yeah, we're lucky to play in a place called Mossman, uh, about an hour north of Cairns, and it's just God's country up there, and there's so much to see and do, and very lucky to play bowls up there for a couple of days and visit some clubs doing some community work and, and some primary schools. How is the sport going in that particular part of the country? It's it's your centre of your community, bowls clubs. Yeah. You know, I went to I went to a place like Younger Borough. You know, the bowls clubs just near the pub, which is always handy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, you can stumble from either one to you know from one to the other. But um, yeah, you, you're just a great, beautiful uh, country town. Great people, and and everyone loves to get out and play. And, and they they've got some really wonderful facilities up there with with greens under roofs, with lighting, artificial, and yeah, just seeing bowls club. Be the, be the centre of town and a place that people can get out and have a good time. And, and yeah, it's pretty healthy up there. And they've got some really good support from the state and um, regional sort of government and, and uh, councils. So that, that helps a lot as well. The North versus South series, I was sort of following along a little bit on, on Bowls Australia's Twitter platform and, as I mentioned, your socials and, and a couple of others involved. But it was a bit of a unique kind of format. Tell us more. Yeah, so they just selected um, sort of the best 12 men and, and 12 women from the, you know, the corresponding South or North teams, and they broke it up. And a large amount of our team was sort of Brisbane and Gold Coast. And for them, well, they could go as far north as they like. So, you know, from Townsville to all up around those parts. So um, they had some really good players, some players that I'd seen before around the traps. And, and you know, I was pretty lucky to play three to Aaron Sheriff and, and alongside some other, you know, really high-level players. So, yeah, it was two tests uh, on the Saturday of 21 ends and one on the Sunday morning, and the women were one and, one all going into the last, and they got up uh, on Sunday, and, and we were lucky enough to get the win 3-0. So, really good undercovered green, good surface. And they live-streamed it, and, and we were just treated like uh, kings and queens up there because, <laughs> um, you know, they love to see any high-level bowls they can, and, and the fact that we could travel to the country because I've always been a big one of, of trying to get out to the country areas and, and provide as much elite exposure as you can get. And, and um, yeah, they, they really did enjoy us being there as much as we enjoyed being there. I, I know I spoke to Karen Murphy a, a few months ago now about the tour that her and Steve Glasson did to, to go to bushfire-affected uh, and relief-affected clubs and see how they're rebuilding. And Kaz sort of spoke about the fact that, you know, when, when Australian players come to town, that it's it's... Very much a learning experience for the locals and that they, they're really desperate to pick your brains and to talk about the sport and the things you do. Did you find that? Yeah, and I, I was always going to be flying up Saturday with the rest of the team and flying out Sunday night. And because I've never been to that area, I reached out to Bowls Australia, Bowls Queensland and their lo- local regional bowls manager and just said, can I help in any way? And uh, I ended up being up there Thursday lunchtime and visited four or five clubs in a couple of schools. So, and they did. You know, it was great. Um, and I took along a couple of little prized possessions of mine, a Commonwealth Games medal and an Australian um, shirt and stuff, and just spoke about, uh, you know, to the kids and to the clubs uh, about, you know, we, we drive as hard as we can as, as athletes and players to, you know, do our best for our country. And, and it's good to come back to, to clubs all around our country and, and say good day and, and just get back to basics and see if we can give them some tips on, might not always be on how to deliver a bowl better, but might be a couple yep. of things with their barefoot bowls or social media or anything like that that we've learned in our travels that maybe we've learned at our clubs. And, and yeah, they, they loved having us. And, 
it was for me it was a real eye-opener because i'd never seen that part of the world and and it was a lot of it was grassroots which is which is a huge part of uh, bowls and, and its success in speaking of success, Queensland, very much the hub of bowls in Australia right now, and particularly with, with different restrictions that each state has and, and whatnot. It's going to be next year as well with international competitions, which we'll talk about in the next few weeks. But are you starting to find it at your club and, and others that there's Christmas functions and, and social gatherings like that that are starting to really come back now? Yeah, I think early days, especially when there was a lot more restrictions in place in terms of the, the sitting down to eat and drink in that, we, we noticed a lot of people would come down to the bowls club because they could actually stand outside and have a drink and, you know, have a bit of a barefoot and, and just be outside. And I think that's one thing Victoria is, is definitely going to, not that they don't, don't already do a lot of it. I think they'll do more of it moving forward. There'll be a lot more beer gardens, a lot more outdoor eating areas and uh, pop up because it's, um, with, with sort of COVID and the new times, it just feels a little bit more safe for everyone to be outside. And yeah. um, hence the reason, you know, on my flight the other day, everyone's sort of wearing a mask. And and the big winner is no one's sick. You know, you know around Queensland, no one's got a, a cough or a sneezing or no one's fluey because of the sanitising, of the social distancing and doing the right thing. All the other little um, health issues have gone out the door as well. So it's a bit of a pat on the back for everyone, the fact that, yes, okay, COVID is the main issue, but there's a lot of other things that are... Uh, being rewarded for everyone's effort, but yeah, bowls is uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a po- very popular sport over the summer, outdoor, and just yeah, keep doing the right thing, sanitize your equipment, and plenty of signage and information for everyone because it's a, a new experience. That's good to hear, Baz. We've got plenty more to come. We're going to talk Jackaroo, uh, Jack Attack, I should say, up next. We'll talk about what's going on at regional bowls level in Greater Sydney as well. Brett Hughes has been doing some outstanding work and. He'll join us next. Don't forget, you can stay engaged with the sport via the Bowl Show, Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialists today. And the Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via the Bowl Show, Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Welcome back to Without Bias. It's all with thanks to the Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Right now we're taking a look at the Australia versus the rest of the World Series from 2019. A fantastic series that it was and we've still got some really, really good matches to come in that one. Baz, do you think we'll see more of that type of format? More Australia versus the rest of the world scenarios? I think so. You know, I must admit, looking at other sports over the years when they do that kind of stuff, it, uh, you know, have to look at the state of origin coming up from a sort of a state level. Yeah, it's always good to see them get together. And yeah, I think um, it probably has even extra room to grow in terms of a, a um, name age, you yep. know, sort of an under 18, under 25 or something like that. Or uh, you can go down the uh, track with disability or something. But yeah, I loved it. And yeah, very, very good initiative. As is Jack Attack. Jack Attack has been such an outstanding initiative, as you very well know, Baz, at club level all around the country. Uh, it's getting younger people involved in the sport. It's making a fast, easy, fun format to everyone to get involved in, and it's helped change clubs. There's, there's no doubt about that. And certainly uh, in Greater Sydney, it's been a huge success. Brett Hughes is the regional bowls manager for that area and joins us here on Without Bias. Brett, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure, Jack and Baz. How are you? Hey, we're great. Um, for those listening tonight who, who maybe aren't that familiar with Jack Attack, just from your perspective, just step us through the very basics of it. 
Yeah, so look, Jack attacks basically uh, the shorter format of the game. Um, so two sets of five ends uh, with a power play. So if it's one set or we, we go into a power play to determine the winner. The game goes for roughly about an hour and 20 minutes. And, and what the game basically uh, based at is trying to get, uh, I don't suppose, younger people or new people into the game. Uh, people that might be a little bit time poor and... Uh, you know, people that may have played barefoot bowls or, or seen, you know, bowls, but, you know, haven't got the time to, to get into a club and play a game of pennant. So just an, a way of introducing them to the game. It's kind of rolling with the times, isn't it? Because all sports, cricket and netball, and everyone's looking for a shorter format, Brett, because we're, we're just all struggling with time, aren't we? Well, it, it is, Jack, and that's the thing. that you know, Both parents work now. Grandparents looking after, after grandkids and people are time poor, but... Um, what I have seen, yep. especially in my area in Sydney, is uh, a big, uh, a, a lot, you know, a lot of amount of people, uh, younger people, so people that play soccer, coming towards their end of the career, cricket, netball. Um, we just had a tournament at Guy Mia where we had uh, 18 sides, so 56 non-bowlers uh, taking the greens for four weeks, and they absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic event. And, Brett, how um, big a role does social media and, and sort of a good website information these days come into play when trying to promote an event like Jack Attack to the various demographics? It's, it's so important. You know, everybody's on social media now. It's, uh, it's the way of the future. Even, I think, grandparents, you know, they're on Facebook to watch the grandkids and, and grandparents. But um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the younger people just, um, you know, they're always on the website, Twitter, Facebook. So... Uh, for clubs that are looking to get new members and, and get new people just visiting their club, they really need to look at uh, different forms of advertising and definitely social media has become a big part with the, with the bowls world. Do you find it's one of those experiences, Brett, where word of mouth plays a big role too? Someone has some fun, they tell a mate or they tell a, another family that, geez, we, you know, we took the kids down and we had a blast the other night and they go and it sort of, from there, things start to grow even further? Definitely. I mean, I could give DY as a, a perfect example. DY, they had a four-week competition. They're actually running a fifth week now for a final series. And after the first week, we got another four, uh, four teams that wanted to come and play. And that was just from word of mouth. So uh, it does play a big part, but, but definitely social media is the big one, Jack. You, you just staggered with how quickly it's grown. And, and how much it's taken off, Brett. I mean, it doesn't feel like that long ago that we were rolling the Jack Attack program out across Australia, and, and here we are now. It, it really doesn't surprise me. If you have a look at our social bowls and barefoot bowls, it, it is increasing dramatically. There's more people playing the game than what we've ever had before. So um, it was a matter of finding a format of the game that, where we could connect to the social person and the barefoot bowler about how to come and play the game of bowls. And... If you look at most clubs, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's in Sydney or Bazard, no, in his area up in near Burley, barefoot bowls is massive. You know, a bit of music playing and a, a couple of drinks and it's something that all the family can go and do. So, no, it really hasn't surprised me. I, I think it's only going to get bigger. And, Brett, how, how important does... And I know not every club around Australia has lights and, and I know some clubs out there desperately want them, but just by having, I guess, the different demographics, the different age groups, the different people coming out and giving bowls a go... By having them come down, how does it sort of help you moving forward when applying for grants or trying to get any local support? Yeah, look, look, it, it does. It plays a big part because when when our governments um, are looking for who they're going to give the grants to, they look at whether the, the place is a community hub and how it's going to benefit the community. 
So it's massively important to show that your club's not just about the bowlers. Um, we have many clubs around Australia that do work with people with disabilities, uh, do work for different cultures. Um, you know, they're a community hub. They're not just a bowling club. And it is so important, uh, so important for bowling clubs now to, to be seen as a community hub. And most of them are. So, Brett... In, in closing, what would you say if there was a club listening anywhere around Australia tonight who haven't taken Jack Attack up or, or maybe haven't pushed it as hard as what they could have so far, what would you say to them and what advice would you give to them in terms of the benefits? Look, I, I would tell them to, to, to get straight onto their RBM, their regional bowls manager. Uh, we're covered all around Australia. Um, there is a great market out there uh, for clubs to get potential people walking through their door and potential members. Any person that walks through your door is an opportunity, you know, for your club day, for a birthday party, for a, you know, for a christening, a wake. It's um, so important that we open our doors. Um, so any club out there, you know, that hasn't approached Jack Attack, um, please call your regional bowls manager. We, we got some uh, funding through a government grant uh, through participation. Uh, and the RBM can, can, help, uh, can help the club out. They can set the program up for them um, and introduce them to the people in their community. It's fantastic, fantastic to see that it's working, and it's working so quickly, which I, I think is a, a huge result for bowls around the country. Brett, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it, and keep up the good work. Regional bowls managers are, are so important for the sport going forward, so well done. Thanks a lot, Jack. Appreciate it. Brett Hughes joining us. He's a regional bowls manager for the Greater Sydney area, Barry, which, uh, as you know, there's some fantastic clubs with great views that um, we talk about regional clubs being the heartland, but... For metro clubs, particularly in that Sydney area, they're, they're such a, a, a social centre point, aren't they? Yeah, and you have to go back to when sort of barefoot bowls sort of first came about. It was all the things that, you know, people didn't have, you know, uniforms and, and all the stuff that maybe got in the way. And now that you don't need much other than just getting down to your local club and be prepared to pick up a bowl and you know and, and maybe head to the bar like there's not much really to it and that's where bowls clubs are that local community hub and there aren't really many rules in place at all which is always a good start for the visitor and jack attack really t- ticks all the boxes and it's yeah like you say been a great initiative and it's gee i'm not sure how many years we're in now but it's been a successful initiative is it funny the way you just said it then it does sound so easy doesn't it like you literally just need to turn up take your shoes off and have a bowl yeah, and it shouldn't be more than that because we want clubs to continue to grow, more members, more participation. And, and as Brett touched on before, if you, you don't have lights, well, if you can show that you're doing all the right things, maybe you can lobby for some funding and get your lights in and then you can even have bigger opportunities to provide that community hub fill. Before we let you go, um, I mentioned off the top of the show tonight, it's good, great to be back, not just good to be back, it's great to be back <laughs> that... Um, International competition is sort of on pause, at least until the end of this year, and it looks like probably BPL, a Bowls Premier League, that is early next year, might be our first event. How are you going just starting to, to sharpen yourself back up again with your skill set? Yeah, it's probably the hardest one is trying not to peak it too early or different stages. It's trying to keep your hand in, but also because I've bowled a lot the last sort of six weeks, I'm probably looking at the moment for a week off, maybe two weeks off where I can just have a bit of a spell. So and then really try and set out that timeline, so knowing how you, what your training looks like. Yeah. You know, maybe increase the cardio, uh, maybe do a bit more swimming, etc. And, and um, yeah, and, and then even always keep looking to improve your game. Surround yourself with some other players, trying to get together with um, 
you know, a Kelsey, a Lindsay, an Aaron, these kind of guys, um, and just keep sharpening your skills and, and then whenever, whenever, and hopefully it's soon, we can try and get out for a camp or a potential Trans-Tasman or something, know that you're ready to go and you've sort of timed your run right. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear it, and it's going to be an enormous 2021. Baz, thanks for being with us tonight. As always, we're going to catch up with you every week, which I'm absolutely ecstatic about, and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. It sounds like everyone's having a pretty good time at Burley Heads. Yeah, yeah, a few cocktails and um, <laughs> not, not too many winners on the cup, unfortunately. But, no. yeah, always a good vibe here and loving my time. And thanks for having me back on with our bias. Absolute pleasure. We'll catch up with Barry Lester next week. We'll catch up with you next week as well. And don't forget, you can stay engaged with the, with the sport via the Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.